You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We are in Fundamentals of the Talmud in the very beginning of Perakachoyvil, and we're dealing with the thorny issue, which is, how do you know that an assault on another person the Torah, despite its very strong words, eye for an eye, ayin tachas ayin, shever tachas shever, really doesn't mean to literally, uh, like it literally states, but it's actually a very complex and very fair system of paying the person for his damages. So we have seen, as we said, three prices. Uh, and uh, two of them, as I said, were uh, one of them barely got onto first base. Um, and the other two have been struck out. And uh, the other two have been struck out. And therefore, uh, let's take a look at the next batter up. Here we go. The Bay Rabbi Yishmol. Now, Bay is another way of saying the house of. But this is not the house, like, you know, Rabbi Shmuel's house. It's the real house, the house of Torah. The bay is like the yeshiva, the bias that, that people come into to learn Torah. Right? And you need to have a little bit of a, a structure that keeps out the outside world in order to have Torah to spread outward. So that's the bay Rabbi Shmuel, the house of Rabbi Shmuel, the yeshiva and Rabbi Shmuel. So let's see what it was. Oh, we have a, yeah. Oh, Rami, good. So what did they find? Kro Yaseira Darshe. Aha. In that yeshiva, they had kro yaseira. So let's let's make it a little smaller here. Kro yaseira darshe. What is kro yaseira? Now kro, of course, is posik. In yaseira, like the word yoter, yet there it means an extra, right? An extra posik. There's extra posiks, extra psukim. <laughs> okay, what are these extra psukim? Well, Rabbi Shmuel, let's let the yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel tell us. Here's a key Gemara word. Michte. So Michte sort of means, let's contemplate this. Right? Mm, let's think about this. I don't know how Art Scroll translates Michte. I'm not sure, uh, or how it's ever translated, but that's basically what it means. Michte. Mm, let me think about this. Yes, Michte, isn't it true? Ksiv. In other words, you're getting in your thought mode, right? Your eye, eyebrow is going up a little bit. You're, 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 you're scratching your chin a little bit. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, well, isn't it? Let's think about this. Siv, what does the Pasuk say? And here, let's let's use our Gemara to find the Pasuk that we're talking about. Ah, we saw that. So what do you need? Now, I referred to this, by the way, if you remember, when I explained the Gemara up here, I referred to this idea that up here, you might remember on Ahmed Bey's on the Gemara before, where the Gemara sort of references it in its, in its, in its Shmuzerai about Bryson number one, that there is an extra, the Psukim are extra. But in case you don't remember, let me refresh your memory in the following way. So here we have the Pasuk, which says, Ish kiyit, this is in Parshas Emor, Ish kiyit in mum bam miso, kasher osa kain yeos, ye osilo. And then we have, 
Kasher yitain, ken yinosein bo. Obviously, those psukim are extra. This part is definitely, has already been said, right? So not only is it extra, but it's subtly different. And therefore, we're going to take this word, ken yinosein, and make a drosha out of it. Even though literally, if that would be the only pasuk we'd have, we'd say, yes, put it into him, give it to him. Even though it's not something that you can actually hold in your hand, but now that it's extra, it's extra and it's different. What message is being sent? That's what Tanarei Shmo is going to teach us. That the extra message is that's what it says Lomali Shmamino Shinmem Mamon. Hmm. So that's what it is. Means money. And that's where you see the word money. What else is given? That's the thing that passes hands the most. That's why in the era of COVID, right? They're talking about, you know, only taking credit cards and you go with your glove on the credit card, et cetera, et cetera, right? That, that's what it's about. Yinosain is money. That's what that's what handing is about. That shows you that there's money being involved. Can you know saying bo? Okay. So now the Gemara says, okay, that's a nice remez. And maybe that is where the Torah is telling us it's all about paying the person for the assault. But the Gemara now questions, what about this? Kashir yite mumba adam lamali. Hmm. So let's go back to the Pusik and see what the Gemara's question is. These are the words we're looking for. And here's our Chumash. Here's our Chumash. Kasher yitein mum. What do you need this for? Just say, Shever ta'ayin tachas ayin shein tachas shein. Kein yinosein bo. That's already the extra part. In other words, these three words themselves are ex- extra. Because they've already been said here, Cain Yeoselo, Cain Yinosenbo. But why do you need Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam for? Why do you need that word Yitain? You already have Yinosenbo, and Rabbi Shmuel's Yeshiva can make the drasha from here. Why does it have to say Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam? Is that about paying? No, it's Cain Yinosin Bo means he should pay. Because it's talking about what you do again in our case. It's Mo, who is the attacker on Larry. So Cain Yinosin Bo means money should now go. In other words, let's give him a money debt to pay. Cain Yinosin Bo. Let's give him, meaning the responsibility to actually take an Asina and out of his pocket and give it to Larry and his family. But if that's true, the Gemara is asking, then why do you have to repeat kasher yitein mumba adam? Kenyanosinbo is what we do to him. What's kasher yitein mumba adam? That's, that was Mo's attack. Why is Mo's attack written again with the word yitein? Mo didn't steal money from him, right? Yitein, if yitein is all about money. So what is the Gemara doing here? The Gemara isn't just curious. Many times, you know, it's not like, oh, that's interesting. Hey, you know what? What's that? Hey, man, what's with this? What's with this part of the pasuk? You told me this is extra. How about this one? What do you do with that? That's not what's going on here. 
What's going on here is you're going to tell me that this extra is the secret word, you know, saying, and you know, saying is all about money because it has to do with Nisina, which now means money because what else could it mean? Because you've already said, Yeosa. Well, if that's true, why did you have to repeat the word Yitain here as well? And now, if you can't explain this, I'm going to throw out what you just said. If you can't, right, so you can't just have it your way. Oh, these three words are extra. I'm going to look at that whole Pusik, and if I, if you can't explain how money is implied here too, then I am going to question whether you can even make the drusha you want to make. It's not just a curiosity. It's saying, hey, you've, uh, I'll accept what you're saying. But it has to be consistent. And if you can't consist, explain it in a consistent manner, then I'm going to reject a ton of the Bay Rabbi Shmuel. Now, I don't have an answer why it was extra, but we'll have to find some other reason for it. But it's not necessarily going to be what you say it is, which is to show you that in assaults, you pay money. That, that is the, that's what the Gemara is doing here. I hope I, I, I've been clear about that. That's what the Gemara is saying. Why did you say that? So this was a threat to the whole drush of Tana the Bay Rabbi Shmuel. So the Gemara swats away the threat with this word. Aide. Aide is also a key Gemara word. Aide sort of means, well, as we were doing this, Aide, since Diboi, Bo'i, especially in the Talmud Bavli, means you needed, right? Bo'i is you needed. Michtav. Michtav, of course, means what? Being written. Kain yinosen bo, because that is the key clue to paying of money. So therefore, we want the sentence to be structured. In other words, we need to have that key sort of like code word to mean money. But we but we wanted it to be phrased in a complete way. We didn't just want to say Kenyanosin, but we wanted to complete the phrase that it sort of sounds good and sounds well written. And since you wanted to anyway put in the key word of Yitain, now what does this tell me before we go to the next batter? So this this was a, uh, a I don't know if it was a triple or a double. We've been using baseball metaphors, but um, I, I would say he got a not only it wasn't like the first uh, drasha. This is the fourth. So the first one, as we said, it was a lot of bad on. But he got on with a with, with a walk. I would say this one was a double into the uh, right field corner, the left field wall, because pretty good. It looked like the guy might have made a catch on it, but no. Yeah. Now, before we go on, though, I, I think what we see here, and, and, and this is why we call this fundamentals. How does the Gemara deal with a Brysa or a Limud? The Gemara questions it, but we also accept the answers. The questions are strong, and the answer is, you know, it, sometimes for stylistic reasons or for symmetry, the Torah wanted to be symmetrical. Now, this, by the way, 
again, I'm going on a limb here, might be reflective of the approach of the yeshiva of Yishmol specifically. Many times, you know, people are, will say, especially, you know, they learn Svarim, like, you know, the Malbim and the Ksav Kabbalah and other Svarim and Chumash. And, and, and we're taught consistently whenever we read Chazal, or every word and every yitur, everything is X, right? Because in other words, here you said, but the first part, you weren't able to make a real drosh out of it. What you need to realize is, is that the school of Rabbi Shmuel was not as makbid on every word fitting in as a drasha as the, the school of, of Rabbi Akiva. And this satisfies the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel enough. Sure, yeah, total extra psukim, we're not going to say they're there for poetry. They're not there for another exclamation point. They're not there for an emphasis. They're there for halacha. But we still want to keep the structure, and therefore it's it's more elegant to have written kasher yitain kain yinosin bo. If we just would have written kain yinosin bo, it wouldn't be as clear. It would be extra, and you'd be able to make the drash. But the Torah does care about when it's putting its code of paying money, the Torah also wants it to flow in some structural manner. But that is an approach that I will say is a Rabbi Yishmol typical approach. I don't know if everybody subscribes to it. There's another way to say that I don't look at any word. And we know, of course, the Gemara speaks about um, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, being a spoil from Rabbi Akiva. You might, you know, everyone remembers that Gemara Menachos. That Rabbi Akiva was Doresh Tage Tagim from Halachos, right? He was Doresh even the Tagim and the tops of the letters. So that is the approach, the Rabbi Akiva school approach would maybe reject this on the grounds that you don't have a proper answer for, you know, symmetry is not a good enough answer. Symmetry by itself doesn't, is not, isn't sufficient. And again, I'm going out a little bit in a little bit of a vague area here, but I think it's important. Otherwise, you who are listening and saying, why does the Gemara just do this? I know, Avrami, we've had this discussion, you remember. You know, why does the Gemara, like the Gemara sometimes, you know, makes up, you know, gives their answers when it's, when it's, when they want to, would say, oh, well, that's just Agav. And otherwise, we're saying, oh, what are we doing with this extra Pesach? So I think we need to sometimes distinguish between who's saying what. And that sometimes can, can calm you down. In other ways, you say, why is the Gemara so inconsistent? Well, the Tanoim themselves aren't exactly the same. They're not clones of each other. We talk about Chazal, and, 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 and Chazal is a big net. And I think that's part of what, what we have here. Rabbi Shmuel's Shita is a Shita that allows this. I'm not, and that could be the reason why we actually move on. Because if, you're, if you've been counting score, we've had four drushos, right? We had the first one. Two of them were struck out. The fourth one got a, a double, or uh, right? And now the Gemara wants to go to a fifth one. So let's take a look. So as we go back to the Gemara, so we now have the fifth batter. Let's see what that is. Debei Rebichia Tona. So once again, the house of Rebichia. Now it's interesting because... 
Rabbi Shmuel was a contemporary of Rabbi Kiva. Does that mean his yeshiva where it was him? No. It might have been two or three generations after him. But as I said, they they continued the approach that their Rebbe had, just like Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. When we talk about Reb Chia, we're talking about someone who is one of the last of the Tanoyim. We're talking about someone who was a, 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 a student of Yehuda Hanosi, of Rebbe. And clearly, after he died, his yeshiva was obviously Amaroyim, but they still sort of had vestiges from Brysis, that that was one of Rabchia's great things. Rabchia and Rabochia, the Gemara says, they were the masters of the Brysis. They were the ones who, right? The Rambam actually says that Rabchia was sort of like Rebbe's right-hand man and had all these uh, Toseftas ready that would help the job of the Mishnah. Now, of course, it's the Rambam, that's... That is a little bit of a, a inventive opinion about what Toseftas are, but I just want to tell you that the Rambam's idea was that Rabchia was there, you know, with a lot of brises and, and 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 maybe some of the original material, and his yeshiva kept on studying it even after he was gone. So this might it might not just be this is a Rabchia type of learning. It might be something that goes back generations, but it was held by Rabchia's yeshiva by Rebchi himself, and he handed it over to the people who came to study with him. And eventually, we able to extract something that we think comes from the time of the Tanoim, even though Rebchi himself is sort of like the, one of the last of the Tanoim. So what was it that was said? Amar Kro, Yad Biyad. Hmm. Yad Biyad. So where is that Pasek? So now we have a new place here. Look at on the side here. That's in Parshas Shoftim, right? Losochus einecha, nefesh benefesh, ayin ba'ayin, shein b'shein, yod biyod, not yad biyad, thank you for, uh, someone should have corrected me. Yod biyod, I see. So it's interesting, of course, that this source doesn't mention hand to hand, does it? Right? You don't see hand. You have ayin, right? In mishpatim, you have you have shever, ayin, and shame, right? So if we take a look in Parshas mishpatim, we have yod, tachas yod, and of course there you could say in the place of. So there it lends you to think that it means cutting the hand off. However, what we're talking about is Dvarim Yudtes. And you can see when it talks about killing someone, in this case, the Adam Zomimim, right? It says, remember, he wanted the Adam, the aid wanted to kill someone. Nefesh benefesh, ayin ba'ayin, shane b'shane, yod b'yod, regel b'regel. Here it doesn't say tochas. It says yod b'yod. It doesn't say nefesh tachas nefesh. Um, 
let me ask you again, I, I wasn't planning on going here, but let me ask all of you, could you see a reason why over there in Parshas Mishpatim it uses the word tachas and here it does, the word tachas is not there? I mean, this is talking about uh, letting the Eid Zomim have it. We talked about this yesterday when we did the Rashi, what Eid Zomim was. Let's get some... Uh, right, right. Well, the some... tachas, one tachas and the other place indicate that the equivalent payment has to be given. Whereas here, it's saying that which the Eid and Zomimim were going to inflict, that's what you're going to inflict on them. However, that translates. Okay. I think you're dancing around the answer. I think you're saying the answer. I'm yeah, not well, sure. I'm just saying, I think I think so, the answer. I think the answer she was saying, and I want to, you know, Avrami and and, and Ephraim to pop in on this as too, is that the reason might be that I'll peep shot. You know, it's I'll peep shot. Why over here doesn't it say like it says in Mishpatim and in Emor? Why in Shoftim doesn't it say for an eye, even though it's translated exactly the same way, right? Eye for eye, um, right? Because so I would say the, the difference is, go ahead, Sheila, the difference is because over there, Mo actually did knock Larry's eye out. So it's tachas, right? Right. It's Whereas, the exact equivalent. Rather, here it's it's more of a general, this is what well, you were... He was yeah, yeah, say to, it. This is what you were, what? Trying to inflict. Trying to do. So in other yeah. words, so it would be wrong to say tochas because another an eye hasn't been lost. Right. right? It's just no damage done. What are you saying, Avrami? Because there's no actual damage done, so you're not actually replacing it. Ah, right. So that would be the simple shot why it doesn't say tochas, right? It, because, because, for example, if we know, and this gets into the halacha, that it's only kasher zomam la'asos, not like he actually did, right? Kasher zomam. If he actually does get, you know, if they do, of course, uh, nefesh benefesh would be, right? He, right? Now, again, w- how would ayin ba'ayin work then, you know? What would be the edus? The edus would be that they were, Again, this gets a little bit tricky with Adam Zomim, right? Because what was the Adus? What, what, what were the Adam Zomim trying? Again, Nefesh Benefesh, I understand. They wanted to say Mo killed Larry, but the Adam were at the racetrack with Groucho and, and Chico. They couldn't have seen it. And now they've become Adam Zomim and we're going to kill them for their attempt to kill Mo, to have Mo be tried as a murderer. I get that. Ayan Ba'ayan, Shane Bishane, Yod Biyod, Regel Birogel might be a little bit harder, right? They wanted to you say probably that, have to say ayin tachas payment of an ayin. They were trying to ah, say that he knocked out the other person's eye. Very good, Avrami. So in other words, if that's the order, the Adam were trying, the Adam were false Adam saying they saw Mo knock Larry's eye out. Now it turns out they couldn't have seen that. So therefore they were trying to get Mo to pay an eye <laughs> right, to pay an eye, so now they are going to right, but 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 that but we don't know that to be true yet, or we're not sure. That's that's exactly what we're discussing. Is it payment or not? Right? Is it payment or not, or is it actual getting your eye out? Because we don't know yet. According to Taner Rebchi, it's only these these two little words. How you know everything is about payment? It's only because it says yod biyod. 
that I know it means payment. Which would mean, Avrami, taking what you're saying, before we go back to the Gemara, that ayin ba'ayin might mean, maybe in the world of, of the Torah, you get your eye knocked out. So they gave Adis, you know, as we said, uh, Shemp and, and, and Curly gave Adis on Mo, that he knocked out Larry's eye. They were about to knock Mo's eye out, again, in this world before we know it's Mamon. And in Zomim, it would be that they didn't knock Mo's eye out, but yet they would get their eye knocked out. And that would be Shane Bishane as well. And Yod Biyod and Rego Berego. That would be, if we don't know that it's Momon, yet we know the Din of Edom Zomim, that's the way we would read this Pasek, right? So we're in agreement. Okay, now let's go back to the Brisa of Rebchia. So, Yod Biyod. Yod biyod sounds a hand in a hand, right? Even though you, right? No, in other words, shein nefesh binefesh is a nefesh for the nefesh that was attempted. Ayin bayin would be an eye for the eye that was attempted. But now the word yod biyod are the only two that, I, although you could you could hold feet as well, I guess you could put you play footsie with each other. But yod biyod. Sounds like you've got one hand going into the other hand. Yod biyod means davar hanitan miyad liyad. Like the imagery is of uh, two hands with each other. Um, and that's why it must mean, as as we'll look at the Rashi, kabi eid so memksiv. Here's a key gemara word, voshmuinon. Or as we say, Vashma'inan, but you can see here there's a shurik here. Vashmu'inon from the word Shema. And it, it tells us, it gives us the implication. ploni yad, right? Uh Shemp and Curly give Adus that Mo cut Larry's hand off. And it turns out they Chico and Groucho tell us they couldn't have seen that. Mishale Momon. Shemp and Curly have to pay money. Hanitan Miyad Liyad. Hmm. Or it's telling me that more than that, it's telling me that Mo would only have to pay Yad Liyad. That's why it says Yod Biyod to tell you that that's what the Aedis was about. The Aedis was about Mo paying money. So the Gemara says, one second. If that's what you want to say, Rebchia, the Gemara is again going to ask, as we saw before, we're going to, we're going to attack that proof. If you're going to tell me Yod Biyod is a clue to payment, then what are you going to do with Regel Birogel? Regel Birogel Nami hachihu. Is that then you have regel beregel? So, which means what? Regel beregel. What do you again? Regel beregel is also uh, the payment for regel. Once you have it, in other words, 
why would the Torah need to write regel berego? You're telling me, oh, it's the word yod biyod. Hmm, it's extra and it sounds like paying money. Well, what are you going to do about regel berego? So I guess uh, what, what I would say here is, hmm, if it's the standout, if it's the clue, I get it. But it, why did it have to say regel berego? And for that matter, why did it have to say shane b'shane? So, and 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 uh, right. So I so I I, I want to stop here for a second and say, is what's the worst question? Um, it works for yod biyod, doesn't it? So maybe regal does regal berego also mean? I mean, you're not going to stick your. You're not going to. You're not going to put. You don't. You don't. You don't hold stuff with your feet. But I guess what the Gemara is saying is the same way regal berego, we're not going to make some drush of four that you're going to, something you change, you, you, you transfer from one toe to the other guy's toe. So where, what gives you the right to make that drush of yod be yod? It's just, it's just a, a, a consistency. It's just a pattern. And that's all that this is. So we need to fine tune what the drusha is. So the Gemara says, Amre, they said, meaning in the yeshiva, we're going to now justify what it was that Rebchia meant. Amre, we're going to say, the school of Rebchia, it isn't just, ooh, isn't that an interesting pasik? No, it's, it's more than the fact that it's written interestingly. And it sounds like money's changing hands. Yod be yod. The, the whole Pusik is extra. And again, here we have a repetition of a key Gemara word. Michti, let's think about it. Ksiv, vasisim lo kasher zomam lasos lochiv. It's all about what they were planning to do. So, isalka daitoch mamash. If it means that you would have to actually, that what happens usually is you cut the guy's hand off, then yod biyod lomeli. Okay. Let's see what the Gemara is, well, the Gemara is now fine-tuning what he means, right? Okay, let's try to understand it. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.